0: tennessee's magic has run out alabama basketball looks dominant the western conference for the nba might actually run through you guessed it new orleans and memphis auburn messed up their head coaching search again and jimbo might have actually done a favor for alabama i'm back from vacation and ready for everything on this tuesday episode of jake's take let's go
1: let's go don't wait
0: What is going on, everyone? We are back from our long week hiatus. Back streets, back all right. And thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's J- 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 Take. As always, I'm your host Jacob Solomon at Jake's Take J- J- Podcast at JakeSo14. And joining me, as always, is Christy. Hi. And you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at double zero, and as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports for your home for all different sports and different forms and varieties, and I said it before, I've really got to stop taking vacations, because I swear, all the best sports stuff happens when I'm gone.
1: It was such a crazy weekend, weekend, but fun, crazy, but fun.
0: I mean, I don't know where to begin, I mean... You know, Alabama originally didn't have the likelihood of making the playoffs and now they're number five.
1: Yeah. And there's like this whole checklist of certain things that have to happen and they're happening. I think
0: the biggest thing to start off with has to be Clemson losing to South Carolina. Oh my gosh. That. I don't know what I was thinking, but there were so many different emotions going on. It was, I don't want to say it was satisfying because I feel bad saying that, but I feel like Clemson losing is how people feel when Alabama loses.
1: Oh, you're so right. I think that's a great way to compare the two. I mean, like you said, it there was just so many emotions watching that game and for the positive for Alabama fans.
0: No, Alabama. Absolutely, and I mean, obviously, we'll get more into it now, but something we have not covered in the past little while, and this happened when I was out in Nashville, Tennessee lost. Well, let me rephrase that. Tennessee got embarrassed.
1: Yeah, they sure did, and man, another emotional game.
0: I mean, I think with this, obviously, they had a good year, but Mm -hmm. obviously, this the best way to put it is that I hate to say that this narrative seems familiar. This reminds me of so many other teams that catch lightning in a bottle and then they lose one game and they're never the same.
1: The first thing I thought of was my whole narrative about A&M, specifically Jimbo, where... They have that one big win, and then the rest of the season fizzles out. So Tennessee's big win, obviously, was Alabama, and then they fizzled out.
0: Yeah, I mean, they couldn't back it up. They looked uncharacteristic against Georgia. And then they allow 63 points to South Carolina. And this is a team, this is a quarterback who Spencer Rattler is – inconsistent and he's also not a good leader i mean if Mm -hmm. anyone has ever watched the show qb1 he was not portrayed well
1: yeah he it was like i don't know what was said to him maybe i don't know he looked like not only a different player but like you said just the leadership he was taking was completely different than we've seen
0: Oh, I know. It's very surprising. Now, I know that with Tennessee, obviously, they look different because Hendon Hooker tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. But I also know that with this Tennessee team, they're going to look so different next year.
1: Yeah. And obviously, Hendon Hooker not going to be there. I'm sure Jalen Hyatt's going to enter, you know, the draft. I've, don't think they're going to fire Josh Hubble for any reason. I mean, he's done great. So they have some things that are going to be consistent, but it is going to be a different looking team.
0: I think so too. And this is where it's going to come down to recruiting and (laughs) who is going to want to go there. Because with Tennessee, it comes down to the culture. No one really knows what culture they have right now. Whereas you know, Alabama's culture, you know, Georgia's culture. And I mean, you know, Lane Kiffin has a pretty interesting culture at
1: Ole Miss. (laughs) He does. But you're right about Tennessee. And we talked about this a few episodes back. All of a sudden, there were these Tennessee fans all over the country. They're not there anymore. So they're not part of the true culture. So they do still have to find their identity.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, when I think of Tennessee fans, I think people who live in Knoxville, the people who live in Nashville and Memphis. and I mean, if you're going around the state of Alabama like me, you're not running into Tennessee fans. Right. So I definitely think with this, I mean, the narrative seems familiar. I applaud them. They had a good season. They beat Alabama. But they are a lot like that 2019 LSU team where Mm -hmm. they had the firepower and they – were exciting, but now everyone who's saying Tennessee is America's team, they can eat their words because they're not.
1: That's just gonna say maybe they're gonna come out next year even stronger, prove everyone wrong. That might give them some fire, but we've also seen that go the opposite way.
0: That's the thing where is that it's too early to tell, but I mean this is where, you know, when you look dominant early in the season, mm-hmm. everyone gets on the bandwagon and then they are forced to get off at the end of the season when they really shouldn't really be focusing on this. So, I mean, I don't know how they'll look next year, but, I mean, they had a good season so far, but, man, it, these fans also need to stop rushing the field. Seriously, oh. why do all these fans rush the field?
1: Can I just tell you Alabama didn't rush the field in Iron Bowl? They did not. Everyone's standing nope. in their seats. Because <laughs> you know why? We've been there before, and we act like it.
0: Absolutely. Moving on to our second topic. What a past few days for all the Alabama sports. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's one thing to win the Iron Bowl, but to beat the number one team in basketball and then for your soccer team to go, I believe, to the final four. Right. This, the college it, oh, yeah. You know, this is the best way to put it is that Alabama's is in everything school. I'm pretty sure. Arby's is going to go out of business if Alabama (laughs) basketball keeps winning.
1: That's okay. I will, you know, if we can't win the national football championship this year, I'll take another one as long as it's Alabama.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, looking at that Iron Bowl, it was, once again, where did, where was this performance all year?
1: That's what I was saying the whole game. Why couldn't we have played like this all year?
0: It's as if, I know what Bill was doing. He was trying to use this game as a coaching audition to see that he actually looked
1: competent. And you know what? It almost changed my mind about him. I think I was getting on to Pete Golding more than Bill O'Brien this game.
0: Pete Golding does not know how to use a linebacker as a spy for running quarterbacks.
1: But you know, the defense came out so strong. And then I'm not sure what happened in the second half. It's like they forgot to come back out of the locker room.
0: Well, I don't know either. I mean, there were no injuries. Everyone was still mm-hmm. out there. I mean, Eli Ricks was back, but I feel like with this team, it's all it's one or the other. You know, you come out one right. game and the defense looks good and the offense looks bad.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. That's a perfect way to put it. So maybe next year they'll both shine.
0: <laughs> maybe. I mean, I would love that. Or we could just go back to years past where our offense was just, you know, game managed and we had a very stellar defense. Also, I just want to talk to all those people who said we should have more close games. Identify <laughs> yourself. Show yourself. Shame <laughs> on you. This is all your fault this year.
1: That That is true. I I really enjoyed the joyless murder ball games myself
0: do you prefer when Alabama puts up you know 50 60 and Nick Saban just puts the foot on the gas and he's just you know has his starting defense out until the fourth quarter
1: I love the games when we are so far ahead and I know that does not make for a good football game that's just the spoiled Alabama fan in me
0: I mean, so many of my fondest memories were when we would score 35 or more points. And yeah. now when it's oh, we beat this team by one, we lost by one, we lost by three. Whoever said that it was fun, no, that's no. not
1: fun. No, I don't enjoy it at all.
0: Uh, I don't either. I mean, I think with this, you know, we've definitely learned a lot from this football team this year, and very soon, you know, we're gonna keep warning, but I think that we had a good game. Also, shout out to TikTok superstar Neil Inhibit for recovering a fumble.
1: Right. Finally.
0: (laughs) So I think with this, I mean, obviously we saw Bryce wave Mm -hmm. goodbye. So we all have a feeling that Bryce is going to go to the NFL. If he doesn't, then there's going to be something else. But I mean, he is number two in almost every category behind Tua. It's not worth coming back. No. If Tua, just to beat Tua's passing yards career because it's a thousand and Bryce could do that in five games,
1: right? And you don't want to risk any injury, and obviously he can get injured in the NFL. But I, I think, him waving goodbye the whole show after that game, I, I think that was his first sign.
0: Yeah, I mean, no matter what, I. Very proud of all he's done, and I know that he loves Alabama, so it all works out well. And speaking of Alabama, there's still a small possibility that they make the playoffs. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it seems like a lot of people are saying that it might.
1: It can. I mean, I wrote down the little checklist. So TCU has to lose in the Big 12 championship. LSU lost to A&M, so that's a check mark. USC has to lose in their Pac-12 championship and Clemson lost to South Carolina. So that's a checkmark. So we're halfway there.
0: We are halfway there. And I mean, I feel like with TCU, I could see them losing. And then with USC, UCLA, I think that's who they're playing. That can really depend. I mean, I feel like it could go either way. But I also know that there's all this discussion with the committee and people are saying, well, I don't understand why Alabama would get in because they their best win was against Ole Miss and Texas and Texas AM, but they lost by three to Tennessee and one to LSU and it says, okay, well, Tennessee got smacked
1: yeah. by
0: South Carolina by 30 plus points.
1: Right. Yeah, people, I think, tend to just look at the records, which is not what the committee only looks at.
0: No, I definitely have to agree with you on that. Moving on to our next topic now, I know you're not the biggest basketball fan. but Right now, the small market Southern teams are doing extremely well in basketball. And it could be a possibility that the Western Conference runs through, out of all cities, New Orleans and Memphis.
1: Well, the South needs something to pick them up.
0: (laughs) They definitely do. I mean, obviously, everyone knows growing up that it's always been through L.A. or through New York or through Chicago. But now we're getting the small market Southern teams some recognition. And obviously, I'm super excited about that. Right now, we've got New Orleans and Memphis ranked third and fourth seed. If the season were to end today, they would be locked in the playoffs. And this also shows that basketball in the South is growing and the love is there, too, which definitely means a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome to, you know, get more fans and get people interested in another sport besides football, as much as I love football. I do think it's important to show those other teams some support.
0: And now everyone can love Herb Jones the way I do. (laughs) I mean, that man is truly one of the best. And so that's our two cents on basketball. And next up, Auburn had a head coaching search, and they messed it up again.
1: They blew it again with Hugh Freeze. And so I saw there's some talk of his contract numbers. It's looking like he got offered $6.5 for six years, which is not a huge contract compared to other coaches.
0: It's not a big contract, but this is literally hiring Brian Harson again.
1: It is. It's somebody that has no connection to Auburn, let alone the state of Alabama.
0: I think with this, obviously we know that Hugh Freeze beat Alabama twice when he was at Ole Miss. But the first thing that many people said when – it was in discussion that it was going to be Q Freeze, was the escorts and the yeah. allegations and the suspensions right. and the violations. That's not a good start.
1: No. You don't want to bring all that baggage to somewhere that's trying to rebuild their culture and their program.
0: It's... I, I, I don't know what to think because right now... You know, we said it before that Auburn does not need to make this flashy decision. They just need to go out there and get someone who can create a good culture. They literally had a guy who wanted to be there and wanted to create a phenomenal culture sitting right there. And they said, no, we're going to go to a guy who was in the SEC Mm -hmm. and then resigned because he messed up and went to Liberty. And now we don't even know we're going to keep you,
1: right? And you know, Cadillac not only wanted to create that culture; he did in two games. That's hard to do. It's hard to get an SEC fan base to trust you and love you that quickly.
0: There was also talks about how you know he was a big part of a few players wanting to become religious, mm-hmm. and how I think that he had four players baptized. Wow. And to do that in not even a – he was there, obviously, for the full season. But, I mean, as the coach, it still is incredible. I think with this – look, I know it's hard. I understand that Auburn is competing with Alabama and Georgia, but this is why no one can take Auburn seriously.
1: Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And the only two things – I can think that Auburn was hesitant about is his inexperience as a coach, as a head coach, and I guess the loss to Alabama, but how can you hold that against him? You are playing in the Iron Bowl.
0: And you were playing in Tuscaloosa. You know how hard it is to win in Tuscaloosa? Right. So, I mean, I think with this... It, it was just not handled correctly. And Auburn is so bad at finding head coaches because what they'll do is that their head coach will show promise in year one. And then there's a downward spiral. And then in two years, they're back again looking
1: for a new head coach. The only thing I can think is maybe they're giving him this smaller contract just to see how he does and then put Cadillac back in. I don't know. I'm just, grasping at straws there but i'm i'm just lost with the whole thing
0: i saw somewhere that someone had jokingly said that alabama should offer a position to cadillac
1: i would love that actually
0: but see here's the thing i don't want us to lose robert gillespie our current running backs coach but i mean we we hired a former auburn quarterback in t-rock to coach our quarterbacks so it's possible, but I mean, I don't want us to lose one of our current coaches unless it's Bill. Actually, wait, no, that would be great. Maybe we can get Cadillac to be co-offensive coordinators with Foreman hey. and Robert Gillespie, and then we'll just run the ball a lot.
1: I don't hate that idea at all.
0: I mean, if anyone – no, I, I don't think we can tell Nick statement that. I feel like he'll be annoyed with us.
1: <laughs> oh, can he you would talk probably about his say, poor face?
0: <laughs> I mean, it was funny because in the press conference afterwards, he said, well, you should have seen how the other guy yeah. was. And I said, well, the other guy was a pair of football pads. So yeah,
1: It sure was. And then he kind of took a shot at his own players <laughs> about having to go to the medical tent and not being built like they used to be.
0: I mean, it's it's built different. I mean, he is he's from West Virginia, so he yes. understands um, what's like. But I mean, that's also what what he learned from his dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, his dad taught him to be so tough. Yeah. So I think right now, and that's another thing too, is that we saw so many players just fake injuries or fall mm-hmm. down, and they were back on the field in two plays later. we got to stop this. Yeah, it's almost, and I'm not, you know
1: trashing soccer or anything, but it's almost turning into that.
0: Yeah, I mean it is an honor of the world cup. But really with this, what do we think of the hire? Do we like it? Do we not like it? Because I'm giving this hire an F.
1: Oh uh, yeah. F minus.
0: I don't know what they saw in this. A lot of people seem to like it, but a lot of people don't like it. And I think with it, it just doesn't provide a lot of good expertise because now one Hugh Freeze has to come in and get the people who are in the transfer portal to stay Mm -hmm. and then two he has to go in and recruit and he he recruited decently I mean he got players to come to Ole Miss but then that's where he got in trouble right apparently paying these players
1: to come right so it's almost like a Jeremy Pruitt similar situation so he's gonna have this trust issue now it's
0: really just a mix of so many different things because i know that with Almus, they got aj brown dk metcalf mm-hmm. evan ingram they were all terrific players you know you had dawson knox but then you also have larry and that's where this whole situation comes in mm-hmm. and when you're recruiting in alabama One most of these players are already recruited to Alabama. Right. I mean, Nick Sammons done a fantastic job going back to his roots and recruiting in state. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be very hard for him to get players. But also, what kind of culture is he going to build?
1: Yeah, I mean, Liberty is a culture in its own, which is questionable why he was a coach there. But, yeah, I I just don't see him fitting at Auburn.
0: I don't either. I mean, every time Auburn makes a decision like this, I'll say, oh, they'll always learn. They're going to learn. They haven't. It's no. been eight years. And they still have not learned anything. No. I mean, they did this with Gene Chizik after Tommy Tuberville and Gene was an okay hire, then he wasn't. They did it with Gus. Gus was an okay hire, then he wasn't. They did it with Brian Harson, he's a terrible hire. I don't think they're gonna learn.
1: No, all I can say is whoever ends up with Cadillac Williams is lucky.
0: I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it, I could see so many SEC coaches going after him as an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. I wouldn't be surprised if Lane were to go after him. Mm. Because that's just Lane's personality. He's going to do right. something to spite you.
1: And their personalities fit together, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also feel like Lane has just become a lot like Nick Saban because, I mean, they're besties now. So yeah. sorry, Kirby. <laughs> I mean, Lane has overtaken that role. Cur- yeah, What what's Kirby doing? He's doing his own thing. Lane's out here sticking yeah. up for him. Yeah, Sorry, we love Kirby anyway, but just want to put that out there. Um, <laughs> on to another Saban assistant, one who actually we didn't think would get praised.
1: Yeah, maybe we owe him an apology.
0: Um, I, I think this one time we do deserve him. We do. He does deserve an apology this one time. So obviously, if you were watching on Saturday, LSU lost to Texas A&M. And yeah, it was, was terrific.
1: terrific. All I can think is that Jimbo listened <laughs> to all of our trash talking and he was like, well, I'm going to show them and give them something positive to talk about. <laughs> he he
0: called a great game.
1: Yeah. It was like, where in the world has this been?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, you had a freshman starting quarterback. He looked mm-hmm. terrific. Moose Muhammad, who you had actually given a shout out to. Yeah. In, Last week's episode looked terrific. They got back a chain So I think with it, it all came together for their one last game. But then we also saw how LSU got exposed.
1: They did. And, you know, Brian Kelly is a close second on my list now of overrated coaches.
0: Yeah, I mean, and we'll probably, you know... During the offseason, we will talk about who's the most overrated, and underrated. Spoiler alert, we already know that the bottom ones are going to be Blaine, Nick, and Kirby. Oh, yeah. But I definitely think with this, you know, Jimbo helped out Alabama. And I know that Jimbo hasn't given a lot of, you know, kind words. So maybe this mm-hmm. is his way of saying, hey, I got y'all.
1: Maybe. I mean, even Lane was picking on him because he picked on Alabama. So they've all kind of been going after him. So I don't know if that was kind of a, I don't know what it was, but it was awesome.
0: It was definitely something unexpected. I mean, to think that a few years ago we had, I think it was seven overtimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we were treated to this. It's, in a sense, kind of the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, and then Brian Kelly with that timeout at the very end, making all the fans go back. What a mess.
0: I don't know what he was thinking. I think with this, you know, he's a first-year coach in the SEC. He's Mm -hmm. going to make mistakes. I think right now he got a little too excited for his own liking because – I know with this, it's great to beat Lane Kiffin. It's great to beat, you know, Nick Saban. But right now, you know, this is not him. I mean, he, I think, just got a little too excited. And that's why, you know, this game was kind of eye-opening for me about him.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely was. And it almost made me a little scared for <laughs> Texas A&M next year because we finally saw some of their – number one recruiting class and they looked great
0: they did but also with Alabama they have some players who are ready to play Mm -hmm. next year and there are players who are coming in who look great and we finally can run the ball
1: (laughs) it's about time
0: um but A little sad news, though. I mean, obviously, we haven't covered that Trey Sanders and Kyrie Jackson have entered their names into the transfer portal.
1: And, yes, it's sad they came in as such high recruits. But have we seen them that much this year?
0: We saw Trey Sanders a little bit, but he's constantly been the fourth running back. And then, I mean, we saw... Obviously, it's been Jameer and Jace, 1A, mm. 1B, and then Roy Dell, And then you would sometimes see Trey, but I mean, most of the time it was Jace or Jameer.
1: Yeah, so, as you know, I'm sad to lose any Alabama player, but I don't know. I just didn't feel connected to them. Like, I have players in the past who have left.
0: Right, and then with Kyrie Jackson... Obviously, we don't know the status of Eli Ricks if he's going to go into mm-hmm. the NFL. I don't think he is. I mean, he hasn't played that much yeah. this year.
1: Surprise.
0: And then with Kool-Aid, I mean, he's coming back for another year. So those are your two, because Kool-Aid can't go into the draft. He's only sophomore. Mm-hmm. So that settles the, all right, here are two starting cornerbacks. And he had just gotten suspended. So it kind of makes sense there. But for everyone else, I mean, it's definitely a little surprising for sure. Um, And then obviously, you know, we'll talk more about draft grades as we get those. But right now, I mean, this is the time where we're going to start seeing more and more players in the transfer portal. Uh Cade McNamara, the Michigan quarterback, is in the transfer portal. So it's definitely something where we got to keep our eyes on that. But right now, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we have some players going to the transfer form. The thing is, I just don't know who.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially with this last game, I mean, our offense looked great. It'd, it'd be hard to see any of them go. And I, I think Will Reichard's coming back for another year, isn't he?
0: Oh, I hope so. That would be terrific.
1: That's what I've been seeing, that he's going to stay one more year. I'll take it. Well, he have?
0: He has a COVID year, and mm-hmm. that's the thing, is that so many of these players have a COVID year. So right now, I think the only ones who are expected to leave are Bryce and Will, Jameer's kind of a 50-50, mm-hmm. and then usually around this time, you know, after the bowl game or before the bowl game, everyone's going to get their draft grades, and then they're going to with Dick Saban, mm-hmm. and then he'll say, all right, well, here's what I think is really ideal for you. But I can also see this being a lot like the 2015-2016 season where, you know, Jonathan Allen was eligible, Eddie Jackson was eligible, Tim Williams was eligible, and they all
1: came back. Right. And, yeah, that would be awesome because then they're going to be way more experienced. They're going to be more comfortable with each other as a team. I think it would be a strong team if they all stayed.
0: I definitely think so, too. I mean – Having Ja'Cory and Jermaine come back, those two are finally coming into their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look dynamic. They remind me now of Jalen Waddle and Smitty. Also, shout out to Jalen Waddle for wearing a John Mechie shirt. Yes, and, and we saw uh,
1: some of the Crimson Crane going on in the game. Yeah, and
0: so many people were so confused about that. And I <laughs> said, I don't know. I mean, maybe we just wanted to honor Mechie.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. And I think he just started that tradition. I mean, I like it. It's fun.
0: I mean, I like it too. Some people don't, but everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's okay. But I could see that there are a good amount of players who could come back. But I think right now, chemistry and culture is not the issue at Alabama. No, I I think it's just more putting it all together.
1: Right. I think we started off with a little bit of a chemistry issue, but it finally clicked. So it'd be nice to see that continue.
0: Absolutely. I mean, obviously, everyone's going to once Bryce Beezer everyone's going to say, well, who's mm-hmm. going to play quarterback? And obviously, you know, we have Jalen Milrow mm-hmm. there. We've got Ty Simpson come in. We've got some other recruits. Um, I don't know what Eli's last name is, but it's something that starts with an H and it's really hard for me to <laughs> pronounce. So we have depth there. We're getting more running backs. We're getting a top ranked safety. So we're basically getting Minka Jr.
1: <laughs> That's okay. And,
0: yeah. And so I think, you know, we're set. Obviously, we're probably gonna lose Latu too, but mm-hmm. um oh yeah, shout out to Robbie Oots, who is slower than Cameron Batu.
1: (laughs) That's so true. I remember asking you if he has always been that slow, but you're right. He was a lot slower.
0: Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was very interesting to see because he was wide open on two plays, and Mm -hmm. he was just strutting along, and I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, we need to have faster tight ends.
1: We sure do. (laughs)
0: So, I think with that, you know, right now it looks pretty good in the SEC, not so much in the NFL, where most of our small market teams lost this weekend, um, but, I mean, you know, there's still a likelihood that one of our teams makes the playoff with the Tennessee Titans. I don't know what's going on with the Carolina Panthers, but for some reason, Sam Darnold looked good.
1: I know. I, you know, we have had Atlanta number one for a while, and it's like. The Atlanta and the Panthers flip-flopped.
0: No one really knows what's going on, (laughs) but that's the beauty of the Southern small market and all the sports there. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. It's so good to be back, and we are excited to be back. Obviously, it is the holiday season, so be sure to check out Chrissy's link tree for our shop for Variety Sports, and be sure to use code VSN10. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports, your home for all things sports-related and different forms of varieties. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake's 14, and Christy on Instagram and TikTok, at Marie underscore double zero. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically all forms of podcasts everywhere. And we will be back on Friday. We're back to our routine. I promise I'll not be going on more vacations anytime soon. So don't worry, because every time I go on vacations, we always seem to have exciting news go on. But thank you so much for all the love and support. It's great to be back. And as always, as always, during this holiday season, continue to be great. Make other people happy. Think of each other and others during this time. Be the best version of you you can be. Continue to be a light in this world. The world is a very scary place and we need lights. And as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.